link below, you will find a short excerpt from a performance of the Sibelius First Symphony with the Helsinki Philharmonic. Discussing this link leads me to ask Posse why they use German trumpets for Sibelius in the Helsinki Philharmonic, and we end a short part two by discussing phrasing and tradition in the music of Sibelius. Well, let me ask you a couple of specific questions just for me as a, as a brass player, and maybe this would be of interest to non-brass players. In the First Symphony, there's a video, we'll, hopefully we can include this link, um, of Helsinki uh, playing uh, an excerpt, a three-minute excerpt, I think, from the First Symphony. And there's a transition where there are these cascading scales in the woodwinds that, that cascade upon one another. And it just seems sort of darker and darker. And all of a sudden, it's like the sunlight just comes out with this beautiful theme from the first, you know, this, this one of the main themes of, of the first movement. Was there was was that programmatic? Was there a meaning behind that? Because when this one theme comes out to me, it's like just like there are dark clouds, and all of a sudden the sun comes out. Or was that just great writing? And I'm just a romantic. <laughs> uh, I don't have any answer to. I, I probably it was genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was a program programmatic thing. Okay. But um, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, we'll move on to the second symphony then. See if, I don't know either. <laughs> see if I do yeah. any better there. Um, Tony, Tony, yes. sorry, to, to, sorry to interrupt you. Are you sure. Uh, when you mentioned the videos, are you talking about the videos with with us teaching the brass? No, no, this the... is a video of the orchestra with um, Sorgard, is that his name, conducting? Sturgots, John Sturgots, yes. yes. Yes, that's what yes. I was trying to say. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and it's only about a three-minute excerpt, but um, yeah. And actually, since... Since we're referring to that, you can see on that excerpt that you are playing a German trumpet. And I remember you telling me that um, in in the Helsinki Philharmonic, you always play German trumpets for Sibelius. Could you explain why? Yeah, we do now. I mean, saying always, uh, always now. Okay. Uh, uh, because uh, for two reasons. Um, I would say, well, just a bit of background, uh, you know, until... Sort of until I joined the orchestra, the Philharmonic in 2005, that's more or less when we started to use German trumpets for Sibelius, Sibelius for again. Uh, but but um, yeah, two reasons. Firstly, Sibelius, we consider him to be a German romantic style composer in the tradition of, of Bruckner, Wagner especially. Uh, and he he studied in, of course, in in Central Europe and uh, in Vienna, and and he he was he was he was um, influenced by that. That was his kind of sound, his world. Uh, and um, secondly, the second reason is that when the Helsinki Philharmonic was founded by Robert Kajanus, uh, the founder and, prin and principal conductor for fifty years, more or less. Um, uh, at that time, most of the brass players were German, and uh, especially the principal players. Uh, Kajanus basically headhunted people from from Germany uh, to to join the orchestra. Of course, it was a Finland was at th that time still part of the Russian Empire, like Walter said earlier, uh, and. Uh, of course, the orchestra was, was new, the city was not big yet, uh, but it was capital city of the of the of the Finnish of Finland, which was part of Russia. 
and uh, and um, so it kind of was a big small city or small big city, whatever you would call it. And but 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 the orchestra was new, so so it was not easy to find players, and of course, also the music education was at that time not um, not yet uh, at very high level. Most of the brass players, wind players, were working in the bands, uh, wind bands, and um, and so so Kayanos went looking for for good players uh, from abroad, and um, and as most of them were German, uh, of course they played the German trumpet uh, in the trumpet section, and uh, they played German trumpet for for a long time. Uh, until it sort of went out of fashion, the instruments here, and I think in the Nordic countries in general, uh, and the piston trumpet took over, and uh, from from the 1950s onwards, more or less, I would say roughly, uh, it was piston trumpet only here. And uh, then, as in the rest of the world, uh, the rotary trumpet, the German trumpet, started coming into fashion in the German romantic rep, uh, uh, and uh, and. It was used for, of course, for Wagner and for, for, for Brahms and for Bruckner and and for the Viennese classics also because, as we still do when it's not is not the, if it's not the natural trumpet then it's, the rotary trumpet because it blends better for the Viennese classical, uh, rep repertoire. But yeah, anyway, for German rep romantic, uh, the rotary trumpet became into fashion again, but not with Sibelius yet. Uh, and I think you know, uh, at, the, at the turn of mil, the, the mil, new millennium, I think that's when uh, we start thinking about it. And um, uh, it's not it's not something that all Finnish orchestras do uh, automatically. We we do it because we 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 feel this this tradition is is strong, and also not just because of the tradition, but because of the sound. I really really think that the German trumpet works really finely for for Sibelius music I would say all of it all of it mm -hmm. it blends very nicely with the woodwinds uh, and uh, it also also is is strong strong when you need it to be it has this uh, schmettern in it and but yeah one one other reason sorry to be going on for a long time but uh, one other reason is that of course Sibelius heard the German trumpet. That was the sound he heard with our orchestra because uh, our orchestra, the Helsinki Philharmonic, has has uh, played first performances of of nearly all of his orchestral works, apart of just a few. Uh, so, so that was the sound that he heard, and he conducted the orchestra in these performances. And um, I think, well, if you if you have a certain sound in your in your mind when you're writing, I think you know why why not try to reproduce that sound. And uh, of course, and, and and he studied in in Vienna, and you know the German trumpet also, but all of that. But but I don't see, I don't think it's uh, it, it, there's anything wrong with playing the piston trumpet at all. We just prefer to do that. We we've gotten used to it, and we think it's a good choice. And we're not the only orchestra in the world who does that. Many of the UK orchestras do it. And I just played with a with a Yevle orchestra in uh, in Sweden, and uh, they also played. Mm -hmm. Rotary trumpet and Sibelius. One thing I've heard about the interpretation with Sibelius, um, and actually this came, this was really, um, I guess, imprinted on me. Um, I played 
for a couple of years with the Malmö Symphony in Sweden. And the first week that I played with the orchestra, they did Sibelius Second. And I played Sibelius Second a number of times in the United States, but I was sitting next to Boo Nielsen. And it was like that entire week, Boo Nielsen gave me a lesson on how to play Sibelius. And just taking a four-bar phrase from the last movement, um, the very famous phrase that with the violins, the bum, beam, ba ba bum, bum, ba ba bum, bum, ba ba ba, breathe, bum, 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 like a pickup. What Boo told me was play the eighth notes not as, let's say, sprightly, um, but heavier, almost out of time, ba ba bum, so that they're more important, and then breathe after the last note so it's not a pickup on the third beat. Bum, bum, ba, 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 breathe, and then play the, the downbeat. Exactly. What is the reason for that? Tradition. Tradition, okay. Tradition. Yeah, it's not, it's not written in the, uh, there's no mention of, of, of that in the part, or it doesn't indicate in any way where to breathe, but it, it's, a, it's a tradition, yeah. So that could have actually been like on a first rehearsal with Sibelius that he told the orchestra, this is the way I want to phrase it. Could be. Uh, and also, I mean, talking, talking about tradition so much, I, th I think uh, from my, my point of view, I always would prefer the conductors to, uh, you know, do what they want to do. And that sometimes, uh, especially when we, I remember when we started uh, with Susanna Melki as our principal conductor some years ago, when the first time we played that pa passage, I asked Susanna, where do you want us to breathe? Because she might not want it the way that we're used to do, mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. it, you know. And she, I don't remember which way she wanted, but she, <laughs> but I mean, she told us what what she wanted, you know. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, why, traditions are not there for the sake of traditions, you know. It's just that I mean, because traditions carry on. Because, I mean, in the case of Sibelius, now for us, it's we played it for such a long time as an orchestra played from the first performance <laughs> all the way until here. So, of course, the ways that we play it, they transmit to the next generation. And just, it, things are there and, and they've always been done a certain way. And, and of course, things also change with time. But, um, certain things change uh, and certain things stay the same. Stay the same so. Both of you have played, um, I think, at different times with different orchestras, like substituting. Um, I know, Pasi, you've played with the Concertgebouw. Valtteri, have you played with New York Philharmonic? Yes. You have, okay. Um, have you ever played Sibelius with a non-Scandinavian orchestra? And, and did it, if you did, was it really different? Did it feel different? Well, actually, I haven't uh, played Sibelius. So that, uh, well, once, two, it's one or two other, but I mean, it's not, <laughs> well, it's so small. Thing and and uh, trombone's part is so small. I mean, in, in that way. So it's because it's English horn show. I don't have that experience, so I, I can't say. Maybe yeah. Pascal can. Yeah, I played the Bohila's daughter with uh, Concertgebouw, and uh, oh yeah, and uh, that that was yeah. It's true. It it did sound different. It did sound different. Um, how how it sounded different is very difficult to say. But but uh, yeah, it doesn't. It, it wasn't a similar sound and it was uh, maybe, I think, I mean, I talked with my colleagues in the section, trumpet section and uh, I think um, it wasn't a, a work for them that they knew, really. I think, I'm sure they've played it before, but I mean, my colleagues that sat next to me, they didn't really know it and they never 
these particular people um, didn't know it. But um, but so yeah, of course, yeah, it feels different. But then, like as I mentioned, I played recently with the Yevle Orchestra in Sweden, uh, the Fifth Symphony, and uh, well, you know, it wasn't it wasn't very different. I mean, it, they, I think they they played a lot of Sibelius. So yeah, yeah. Please join us in an extended bonus room where Passi and Valtteri talk of their friendship, the Finnish language, and how it influences articulations and teaching at the Sibelius Academy. If you enjoyed this conversation, please feel free to leave a review.